Hello, my friends. Uh, another message for you today. Uh, I'm on a, a vacation of sorts and not preaching at my regular spot out at St. Mark's in uh, Mineral Wells, Texas. But today I want to talk about amazing grace coming and going. You know, one of the most recognizable Christian hymns of all times is undoubtedly Amazing Grace. It's been recorded countless times by hundreds of artists, including Aretha Franklin, Willie Nelson, the Grateful Dead, Jeff Beck, Rod Stewart, uh, the Chuck Wagon Gang, and of course, Elvis Presley. It was a top 40 hit even for Judy Collins in the 60s, and believe it or not, it was even played at Spock's funeral on bagpipes in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Now, if you don't like the original melody, the words to Amazing Grace can also be sung to the tune of Green Sleeves, Peaceful Easy Feeling, um, the theme to Gilligan's Island, and my favorite, The House of the Rising Sun. Now, most people are familiar with the words of the song, but they would be hard-pressed to tell you exactly what it is about grace that is so amazing. Now, there are a number of textbook definitions that I could read to you that would include words like uh, manifested love and or manifested favor and even an old word vouchsafement. I'm not quite even sure what that means myself. But for the purposes of this message, we're just going to define it in plain, uh, simple, ordinary English. Grace is God's undeserved kindness. Or an acronym I like is God's riches at Christ's expense. Now the doctrine of grace is that God treats us better than we deserve to be treated. Psalm 103, verse 10 says, He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Or from Ephesians 2.8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. See, grace is extended to us not only in salvation, the fact that he lets us into heaven even though we are sinners, but it is also extended to us in everyday life. And we can benefit from his goodness to us in all that we do. So today, I want to take a look at Psalm 121. It emphasizes this wonderful reality of the God-centered life. And this is one of the few psalms that probably was not written by King David. It might have been written by Hezekiah, as some people say, but whatever. It's a beautiful song of God's grace over us. And maybe you should stop for a moment if you're listening to this and just read Psalm 121 before you go on. Just pause the message, read it, and come back. Are you doing that? Well, if you're now back, did you notice that recurring phrase, watch over? It appears five times in this psalm. That's what God does. He watches over us. We live in his grace. This psalm was written from the perspective of a pilgrim on a journey to Jerusalem, most likely to go worship and offer some sacrifices at the temple. Now, he expects that in the course of his journey, he's going to face some stressful situations. And so he affirms his faith that God is watching over him and will take care of him. In our journey through life, God is watching over us. He promises to take care of us. And so as we look at the symbolism of these verses in Psalm 121, I want you to notice Three crucial areas of life in which you can count on God's help. Well, first of all, um, he watches over you when life is uncertain. The psalm begins in verse 1. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? In other versions, hills is translated as mountains. 
And the psalmist is undoubtedly referring to the mountainous areas of, Jer of Jerusalem, the ultimate destination of his journey. Now these mountains, even though they're beautiful from a distance, were anything but safe. Uh, not only is this journey through them treacherous, but they also had become hideouts for bandits who would attack travelers as they had passed through. And I'll just note, you know, think about the story of the Good Samaritan. As the psalmist began his journey toward the mountains, he said in verse 2, My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. In other words, he's saying, These mountains, these hills, don't scare me because the one who made them is watching over me. Well, listen also to his words in verse 3. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will not, neither slumber nor sleep. You see, God has made a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week, around-the-clock commitment to take care of you. The mountains of life cannot be avoided, the rugged terrain, the danger within, but we can face the mountains or the uncertainties of life with the assurance that God is indeed taking care of us. Our help is from Him. Now, does that mean nothing bad can ever happen to us? Well, actually, yes, that's exactly what it means, but not in the sense that we might think. God has made a wonderful promise in Scripture that we cling to no matter how uncertain th certain things in life become. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 8.28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So sure, the future is uncertain, but we don't know what will happen from day to day. Sometimes it will be pleasant, sometimes it will be unpleasant, yet through it all, we have his promise that no matter what happens, it will ultimately work out for our good and his glory if we put our trust in him. That's grace at work in your life. God watches over you when life is uncertain. Now, secondly, God watches over you when the heat is on. Going on in verse 5, it said, The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day. Now, some people might think, well, it's not the uncertainties of of the future that bother me, it's the certainties of right now that I'm worried about. I've got problems you wouldn't believe. I have to tell you that moving to Texas, it's kind of interesting when you go to a, shop, a shopping center or a place to, to do some business. Everybody tries to find that one place in the lot that actually has a tree in the middle of the summer. I mean, have you ever stepped into the shade on a sweltering, hot August day in Texas? or wherever you live, well, you know what a relief it is, don't you? That's an amazing thing, shade. The temperature outside hasn't changed, but when you sit under a shade tree, the heat becomes somewhat tolerable. That's the same effect the grace has on your life, the grace of God. He may not take you out of the heat, but he'll provide shelter to help you bear the heat. God's presence in your life doesn't mean that your problems will go away. It just means that your problems won't get the best of you. God watches over you, even when the heat is on. Here's the third thing I want you to notice. <clears throat> God watches over you in your darkest hours. <clears throat> the psalmist goes on in verse 6 and said, The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Now, of course, he's speaking symbolically here, poetically, you might say. In reality, we have nothing to fear from the moon. He's referring to the darkness of our fears, our loneliness, or the darkness of our pain. The darkness we experience when we hear from our doctor the word cancer, 
or when you hear from a spouse the word divorce, or when a child admits to having a drug problem or being pregnant, or when someone close to you dies, or when you fight a losing battle with sin. These events bring darkness into your life. It's fear, it's panic, it's regret. And it's in those times that God's grace watches over us. In the book of Romans, Paul wrote these words in chapter 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now this pilgrim, whether it was Hezekiah or whoever, who wrote Psalm 121, made his journey with the assurance that even in the darkest hours of the night, God would be watching over him, guiding him safely. This is the grace of God at work in your life. Maybe some of you remember the song, From a Distance. It was sung by Betty Midler. The chorus says, God is watching us, God is watching us from a distance. Well, you know, the song has a nice message, but it's not completely accurate. God is watching us, but it is not from a distance. He's right here with you. He's not observing you through a telescope as you face the uncertainties of life. He's right there with you. He's not viewing you through a satellite when you're going through the fiery trials of life. He's with you, offering you shade from the sun and relief from the heat. He's not watching you from some remote heaven as you face the darkest hours of your life. He's right there with you, and even the darkest night cannot hurt you. The psalmist goes on and writes in verses 7 and 8, The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Now, I want you to notice, he says, your coming and going. As you go through the day-to-day -day rituals of life, he is watching over you. He wants to be your source of help, your source of strength. And he will be if you turn to him. You see, friends, it's called amazing grace because God, in his infinite goodness, treats us far better than... Um, you know, he treats us far better than we deserve. And in his infinite goodness, he takes care of us when we can't take care of ourselves. When life is uncertain, when the heat is on in our darkest hours. So I'll ask you, do you want to experience grace in your life? Do you want to live with the assurance that he is watching over you? I hope so. And here's how. Ask. In your day-to-day -day coming and going, ask for his help. Ask for his strength. Ask for his presence in your life. He's there. He's watching over you. And he'll take care of you. Until next time, see the vision. Live the mission. Feel the passion. God bless.